What's up, Live, Laugh, Leave listeners? Welcome to Andy Franklin's new badass podcast that I'm sure every single one of you love so much that you've told your friends, your families, and your acquaintances all about. Uh, welcome to episode Dose. Um, I interview the big homie, Brassativa. Brassativa is the big homie to a lot of people because that dude is all over the place, man. Like, he, his hustle is for real, all right? When I'm doing comedy or thinking about comedy business, the one thing that I cannot stand that starts to get to me is the hustle. The hustle sucks. I hate it. Um, it's not fun. It's not the fun part. But this dude does it in a way that's not only, you know, inspiring, but also, uh, well, honorable. <laughs> I mean, the way he does it, this dude's hustle is for real, man. Like, I've seen Brad all over the internet. I've seen him in person, like, all over, man. This dude just does it. Like, he knows uh, what's up. He, he found a way, and he did it. Um, Brad Sativa is a comedian. He's a Nashville comic. Um, he's got uh, a Don't Tell special. Check that out. He's been on CMT, the country music channel. Uh, and a movie. he's in a movie called, what was the movie called? Still the King. Something like that. Um, uh, he's been on LL Network. Uh, like I said, he's got a Don't Tell special that's been trending. Um, a couple of clips have gone viral from that. And uh, he's a Nashville comic, but he's all over the place, man. I mean, I, I, ran, in, I ran into him. We met in Atlanta, okay? Um, so this dude's, like, all over. So on this episode, we talk about his uh, kind of his, his hustle, um, how we got started in comedy, um, and what it took to become a headliner uh, from an open micer and the time that uh, it took him. It took him about eight years, I want to say. Um, he's been, or he's been at it for about eight years. Uh, so if you are a comic and you want to like figure out how to do it um, from somebody who's done it, I think Brad Sativa's, uh strategy, if you will, is, is pretty good. So um, listen to the episode. If you hate it, I'll cry. If you love it, I'll cry. If you don't care, um, I'll cry a little bit. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, so this is me and Brad Sativa from Nashville. um but uh so before we get into that man let's back up a little bit all right so brad you are um you're in nashville are you from nashville though no uh i'm I'm not from nashville but i always tell people i'm born and raised tennessee okay west tennessee uh probably about i'm like two hours away yeah from uh from nashville but but yeah yeah, so i'm i moved in this area in uh 20 uh and well shoot 2001 2001 uh, dang yeah 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 i moved, moved up in this area 2001 to go to college oh um, all right so yeah, how, then, how did you did you start comedy in college or uh, no no but i would say that that's where the roots kind of started gotcha um because i I was producing events in college 
uh, on the you know So anything for I was doing stuff for my frat. Uh, so I was doing producing step shows. Yeah, uh, I was producing. Yeah, so I, yeah, I was already producing stuff. And then with one of the step shows we did, we did for charity where we would get like the white Greeks. Yeah. Uh, they they would kind of do steps and we'll kind of help them and guide them, engage them with that. And so that was a very successful event for us. Gotcha. And I used to host that. And I used to host that event. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I wasn't wasn't a real comic or wasn't really tried jokes, but I just used to just everybody kind of knew me from the process of setting yeah. up that show. And then so then me actually hosting it kind of went hand in hand. So yeah, cool. So you were like one of the you were like kind of already just being funny. Right, like you can, and you, you know what yeah, I mean, like you, sure. yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like you were kind of already like being funny, and then the comedy. Did you so like so? How long have you been doing comedy or stand up at least? So yeah, so I've been doing so. Okay, I'm gonna play the first part, and then I'm gonna spin <laughs> to that second part. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so the like kind of always been funny. Yes, it, but it's because I figured out making people around me laugh i could get away with stuff like started like with i was raised by majority women so when yeah. i used to make my mama my grandmama my auntie's cousins laugh yeah i used same. to get away with murder you know so they used to let me get away with murder i was always entertaining yeah. kind of them and then when it got to the point of when i got to uh when i got to high school i would tell everybody uh, i played football <clears throat> in the school i played football for is a very intense football school yeah and so i i got my freshman year, like I got cooked. I got <laughs> cooked. I'm talking about they used to roast the shit up at me, bro. Like, man, especially <laughs> my one homeboy. My one homeboy used to give me that work every time. And so I like, so it got to the point where it was like my one friend was like, no, nah, you gotta figure this shit out. And then so and then mm-hmm. it took me that from that freshman year into the rest of my uh my year, I was I started cooking everybody. And then uh, <laughs> that's when I started being I started kind of being known for roasting. So that was my first kind of interactions with kind of making people laugh in comedy. It just facilitating my way through my through my social uh net through my social network as I grew older. And then when I got to college, of course, I like I was in like I was in the frat, I was popular on campus, I was known for being funny on campus. So it was like so that was probably a big like push of just people of popularity with people just knowing me for like different stuff and and stuff I did on campus and then it then from there I was a songwriter uh, and, oh, and worked really? in corporate America yeah yeah okay so what wait so you what'd you major in in college I'm guessing music uh marketing marketing really all right okay yeah so yeah, so yeah I was a I was a uh, I was a corporate America working still right out of right yeah. out of college and did did sales and did different things for like some big companies did you, uh, but then did you it say, got to the point where okay would you say just so, just so would you say like uh when you graduated school and you're doing sales would did you say that would you think the the comedy kind of helped you make sales that part of your personality you being funny like even if it, even if you weren't even trying did you notice you're kind of self like yeah. being yeah yeah being like the funny yeah, person? It's, I, I tell you what 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 helped me with that gave me a, a lot of uh like confidence I, I took this class uh called personal selling uh, mm. it was like one of my classes right before i got up out of school and uh and then at the end for our final 
what we had to do, we had to do a sales presentation from being uh, like a sales call or like what it would be to be a business to business salesperson. Yeah. Uh, what they, but we did it. We did it at the uh, the local, the news, the the, the uh, campus news station, and we recorded the actual uh, the actual interviews, so we could kind of see what we was doing and see how yeah. we we looked during the uh, during the process. And uh, I remember seeing ourselves on video, and like <laughs> I was so they they taught us techniques of like kind of like when you go into sales, like if you go into somebody's office. The first thing you do is like scan the room. Yeah. Uh, like so. So, so, so hey, if I walked in your office, I'm gonna sit down in your office. First thing I see, I don't know if that's a template behind you, but I'm see. <laughs> oh, he got the mountains behind him. Okay. Gotcha. If you got, uh, yeah. And if you got a uh, like, if you got a degree in your office, more than likely you're gonna have a degree set up somewhere in your office. If you got kids, you're gonna have that picture of the kids on the desk. Right. If you, you, if you, yeah. And this like. Just different things that what what your life is about or what engulfs your life is usually in your office, or, you know what I'm saying, in your in your business office. And so what we did was learn to compile and use that information, and then make and make uh, relationships with people or relate to people based off the of stuff that was in right, their right, yeah, oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, and so, that's kind of like what happens when you walk on the stage, and I don't think people even really notice that you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and that's kind of that's kind of perfect for, I mean, almost any kind of like endeavor. Like 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 if you're trying to be a musician, right? I'm sure there's something from whatever corporate job or whatever life you live before you got into that you're gonna pull that you can pull into the thing. I think comedy's perfect for that too, because like you just said, corporate stuff. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we talk about using it for other stuff, man, bro. I got out of I got out of house arrest because of, of that technique. No bullshit. Like you got out of house and, arrest. Uh, house arrest is the easiest yeah. arrest. They just said go to your uh, house and stay. <laughs> oh man, I had to see what happened was that man. Like, of course. So like I said, I got a crazy story. But uh but it's kind of the, the go back into I'm gonna I'm gonna make it all tied together. <laughs> yeah. So uh we used to do that. So once we used to do that, we did the interview process, we did the videos, uh, so we did the playbacks. At the end, at the end of the at the end of the school year, and like right before we left the class, and then and then she played my my teacher played my video, and it was just I was saying so much of the craziest shit based off of the stuff that other people were saying, but it worked, and I did it with a straight face. Yeah, and she was like, and she was like, you are and the first thing that she's like, Brad, you are a lunatic. She said for you to be able to execute some of these facial expressions and 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 the, and like she was like, you got to do so well in sales. And she's like, you got what it takes to make as much fucking money you want to. Yeah. And she and she told me, and that's and that's what my sales teacher told me. And so and and that put like a, a little extra seed in like in my head, like. But eventually, like I said, I get to corporate America. I'm working music in corporate America, kind of doing it at the same time. It gets to the point where I'm like, I'm not working corporate America. I'm tired of it. And then, so I quit that and I start selling weed for like mm. uh, like two and a half, three years. And then once I'm selling weed, two and a half, three years. I eventually I get in trouble this one time. And uh it took one time? Like, like it's two times but uh, together, but I feel <laughs> marching together. So what happened was that I got in trouble this one time and they threw threw like three felonies at me. Or no, four, three or four felonies at me. Threw that shit at me. <laughs> but 
Well, I, I had a good lawyer, and so for two and a half years, we literally fought. Went to court almost every month for two, like for, for two fucking years, two and a half years. So eventually got that case, and they tried to make me take felony probation, felony, all this stuff. They end up, like my lawyer was good enough, but it was like, no, okay, how, we just get this man, what if we give him misdemeanors and we'll let him run it for two years? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like yeah, so they, they yeah. eventually, they tried. <laughs> and so they went, from, they went from two years felony probation to, oh, let's do two misdemeanors back to back. Yeah. So they eventually, so they eventually agreed to that, got all, everything else got, got thrown and dismissed. And so I, I had to, I had to go through that process. And then, so for the first, like, four or five months, when I was uh, like, like, uh, was on probation, the I had this fucking crazy ass, uh, uh, like pretty much my PO. It was like my probation officer. She was a fucking bitch. I'm talking about, <laughs> and like, she didn't give yeah. me like no chance. Like, and, and then she would just send me letters and be like, "Oh, you gotta come here." I'm like, "Lady, I like, it's like I don't, I don't see the letters like that." So what happened was is that in between that time and around that time too, uh, once I got put on papers. I realized I need to get a new job. Gotcha. And so, uh, and so, and I told my friend, I'm like, man, I can't go back to working and getting a check every two weeks because, because I've been selling weed for three weeks. Like my spending habits are, are fucked up. And so, so for real, for real, this real shit. And so he was like, that hey, was the man. reason the spending habits. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Of course. Like, no, I just like, like I said, I couldn't do couldn't do the corporate yeah. shit. You so, used to organic I, vegetables now, dog. You can't, yeah. Yeah. So so <laughs> what happened was that so what happened that I started uh bartending and serving because my friend was like, hey, you get cash every day. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Every day you go in, you're gonna get cash. I'm like, oh, damn that that's I'm like, that sound like a, a solution. So and so at this point I, I started working in the restaurants and then I, mm. I got put on probation pretty much at the same time. And so uh I remember I remember working at the restaurant in the, in the like for the I started working there. I didn't know how to like say I didn't know anything about serving. I just was full of shit and just like I said did the same thing like <laughs> pretty much cherry pick cherry pick people and talk shit and like yeah yeah, them yeah and then but what but what happened is like a baby about three or four weeks in like one of the managers like pulled me in the office he was like like what the fuck are you saying to these tables I was like I'm like I'm like what you mean like I don't know what he's saying <laughs> He was like, no, nah, bro. He's like, you making like fucking, you making like thirty percent and forty percent on these tips. And you know what I'm saying? He's like, they tip you so much money. What the hell are you saying? I'm like, oh, bro, I'm just cracking jokes, talking to him. He was like, yeah. He was yeah. like, whatever the fuck you're doing, you keep doing it. So that's why I started feeling, oh, okay. So I am, I'm set. Like you know, said, I'm a different. I can do exceed on this shit too. And so then it went from that, and then that's how I started really getting into serving tables, and then that's how I got to the PO and then so when I got to serving tables, I stopped checking the mail because I wasn't getting in till so late at night. And gotcha. so I ended up missing I ended up missing like like two or three of the piss tests. And gotcha. I was smoking. Being for real though, I was still smoking that whole time. But I still <laughs> missed it. I blamed it on that. So I went to <laughs> I went so that one day they scooped me up and it was like, hey, you probation violation, they take me in and they let me go that same day because it's like you just gotta get booked. And then so I had to go in and I had to have have a hearing with the uh with the judge. So I go in hearing with the judge, and it was like, well, the other probation officer da, 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 said this and this about you. What we're gonna do, we're gonna give you the most we're gonna give you a, a more stern uh probation. We're gonna put you on they call it community correction, which is the house. 
It's like, we're going to get you on the community corrections uh, probation officer, da 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 I'm like, I right, got fuck. Okay, whatever. So they send me downstairs. Yeah. And like same technique, same technique. I, I'm going to her office. First thing I notice, boom, I'm in her office. I'm looking. It says Delta Delta Sigma Theta. I'm like, oh fuck, she a black woman. Okay. All right, cool. And she I'm, a Delta. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that she. I'm seeing her school she went to. I'm seeing that it was like a. Then it was like a University of North Carolina, uh, like calendar. It was all this different stuff in her room. Yeah. So as soon as she came in, it's like it's like that. Like I said, she's known as being a tough, no nonsense type of woman. But she, like I said, she's mm. a black woman though. And so she come in and I'm like, oh, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, Delta signified like, where you cross it. Oh, so we get to talking about that. Yeah. Then then we get to talking about, oh, North Carolina, like da 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 da. Oh, yeah, my, my nephew went to North Carolina. Now I'm like, I throw the name out there because I, I know North Carolina football team. <laughs> And so she's like, that's my nephew. I'm like, yeah, I told you I really watched it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there talking to her. And then after we talked about, we talked about five or six minutes, like when she first sat down. And then she's like, oh, you went to MTSU, da, da, da. Yeah, I graduated da, and all this stuff. And then she yeah. was like, at this point, she was like, well, first thing, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lock you up or put you on probation, on community probation. I was like, oh, okay. There you cool. go. And then, so then she started talking to me. Then, Theoretically, she gave me the best plan of and then like finance the whole thing that'll let you know about probation. Probation costs a lot because they want you to go to some of this stuff they want you to go to. Yeah. Uh it costs like a hundred dollars every time you go there. I'm like, man, I can't afford that. I can't afford this. So she told me all these loopholes and different things I could get <laughs> to certify myself. And so that lady, being that I had I had two years uh on that two years back to back, uh from that point, she got me off probation in eight months by just doing working with her. Yeah, and like she got me, she got me off uh, eleven months early, and like she was super cool. Like so, like like I said, that yeah. technique worked in life because it was just like we had we related so much, and she didn't think, and like she looked at my record, and like I didn't have like a lot of shit on my like on my record, so she's like, oh, this ain't no fucked up dude. So is this like two thousand? What year is this? Because you, so this is, yeah, I know I'm jumping around, but this is in like twenty uh, ten. This is like twenty ten. You got yeah, probation in twenty ten, but you okay? Yeah. So you, but you, so you went to you went to college two thousand one, right? Yeah, two thousand one. Two thousand one, you went to college, and then mm-hmm. you get out of college, you immediately start selling weed, right? And then no, 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 no. no I went to I was in corporate America for Are you in corporate America first, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in corporate. I was in corporate America probably about three or four, not about, about four or five years. The four or five. Gotcha. Okay. gotcha. I yeah. did too. Yeah. I did like uh, you did all sales. I did graphic design. I did mm-hmm. marketing. Like, and you and tell me if this is the same experience. But I I, I bounced around so many jobs, bro. Because I, I I and and I always felt bad because all these jobs, even the corporate ones, I would I was always around people that really like loved their fucking job or at least had some sort of ambition inside the field, and I never had it. Like I was always just yep. fucking miserable, and I and like I would, and of course you meet those people too. But then you also meet a majority of people that are like, "Yeah, man," but I'm gonna go ahead and get this done, and I'm like, "I ain't gonna do it." Like, <laughs> I'm not yeah, getting no. it done. Like, I'm going home early, bro. But I just because you know before, honestly, and it sounds so like you know, it sounds a little lame to even say, it, but like I just remember before comedy, like just kind of existing. You know what I mean? Like, just like I don't know what I want to do. Like, I don't know what. I don't know what I don't know what to do because this all this shit is boring as hell. I don't like none of it. Like I might go sell weed. Like, like you know what I mean? Like you were like, I'm gonna go ahead and sell the weed. 
but I, I said yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, because I realized early, because I like when, <laughs> even when I started, even when I started, yeah. we was doing music. So oh yeah, oh yeah, you were doing the music thing. So you uh yeah. so wait, what year did you start comedy? Do you know like if you know the exact yeah, day? yeah. Uh so so the exact date, I don't know the exact date. Of course, but yeah, I do yeah. know it's I know it's uh but over like estimating and guesstimates and stuff. I feel uh, you. I, I started it like uh like February uh like 20 of something, uh 2015. 2015. Okay. Yeah, that's it. but that's not that long ago. Yeah. Oh shit, okay. That's uh yeah, yeah. Twenty fifteen would be uh how many years ago is that? Let's see. Shit. It's eight. Eight, eight yeah. years. <laughs> I was about to say Yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, but I would say, years. like, I mean, and you've you've made quite a presence in that time. I mean, um 2015 to 2023 i mean you and i I don't and i was gonna shoot I, i'll probably shoot your credits off before like you know like do a little recording but uh so uh don't tell which i've seen really good uh anybody listening go watch brad's don't tell this shit is hilarious uh you've done lol network cmt those i haven't seen but i saw you posted they're up on your instagram um that's a lot of credits for only being in in 2015 so how, how did where was your first open mic at uh, what city or whatever, at least? <clears throat> yeah, it was in uh, it was in Nashville. Uh, Nashville, it's a place, yeah. It's yeah. a mic that still goes. It's a. I started a mic that still goes on to this day. Yeah, uh, but so what happened was, yeah. So let me let me actually fix the like like update the timeline so you fill in the blanks. So yeah, so I, I so in 2010 that's when I I got that's when I got out, and then I and then when I got out. I fought to I fought him in court um mm. until like to, to like 2012. And then in 2012, that's when I started getting into like serving and bartending around like 20 yeah. in the 2011, 2012. <clears throat> uh, and then from there, uh that's when people started telling me I was funny. I was funny. It started in 2012. Yeah. Um uh, and and I kept telling them like, and it was like all my coworkers like, you the craziest person I work with. You so funny. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then so for so for those next three years, I told people no, no, comedy is hard. I get it, but comedy hard. I kind of fought people yeah. on the issue. And then I was working at this one restaurant in particular where I used to work with. It was me and a lot of like gay white dudes, and it was like, yeah. and so in that restaurant, we were saying some wild shit. Man. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. <laughs> It was led by gay white dudes, and then yeah. so almost hey, the most best of the <laughs> Yeah, man. So we were saying some wild ass shit in there, and then me and this uh, other gay dude, uh, <laughs> uh, one of the other gay dudes that worked in there. So it was, uh, it's like, so this is one of the closest to my age, the gay dude, and uh, we, we actually had the same birthday. We were both Virgos. We were both the same, close to the same age, and we had a similar humor. And he was like, "I've been thinking about doing comedy." And I was like, shit, man. I'm like, man, bro, people been telling me for years. I'm like, I've been kind of thinking about it. And then we were supposed to go on the same day. And so what happened, I called him and he was like, oh, man, I picked up a shift. And I was like, fuck it, I'll go anyway. <laughs> so I went anyway and I went to this place called the East Room in Nashville. Yeah. And uh, and then so from that mic, uh, that's the first time I ever went up. And and I remember going up, I remember the people, so like a good amount of people who still, who was there before me or I, I was there. When I on my first day going up, and then from there, it's like 
I was like, all right, I won the best. I won the worst of the night. And so I, I started coming back. And I started coming back, coming back. And gotcha. then that's where, yeah, then that's where we at now to like the Feb, like to like February 2015. Gotcha. And then uh yeah, and then from there, the, my first 12 months in comedy is kind of unreal. And and that's why it's like I, I it got me so early, and that's how I got trapped in. It's like I always say, Yeah, it's uh, like yeah. Would you, was your first open mic pretty good or was it bad? Because most you know how it is, like some people bomb, some people yeah. do well. Like it doesn't, it, it never is a matter, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was right in the middle. Yeah, I was yeah, like, in the middle. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was twenty four comics that went up, and like I said, I, I was like, oh, okay, I was probably at least tenth, eleventh, uh, so somewhere in the middle, somewhere. I like, I, I, I could deal with that. So I start, so I start <laughs> coming back. Were you nervous? Back, like, uh, not really, because I kind of told you I, I, I hosted those step shows before yeah. and, and like those those step shows like one was like the ones that we used to do for our frat was a thousand people oh shit so we used to yeah so we used to do a, a thousand so i used to do a thousand room theater of hosting shit you know what i'm saying then i grew up in a i grew up in church so i was already like leading yeah. co- songs had that. Bro, i was nervous as shit like i i almost left yeah. my first time like i was like, i'm gonna go ahead and leave like i, I was like i walked off the stage, like I was like, I can't go to stage. Like I was like waiting to go up, yeah. and I was like, fuck yeah. this. If I just leave right now, nobody knows me here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, so I was fortunate; I didn't have to deal with that. I wasn't yeah. like I, I wasn't scared of this. So only I had to focus on was yeah. kind of being funny. I would tell people that takes a lot of people a lot of, a lot of times of getting the awkwardness of being on stage. Yeah, but I didn't really have have that stage awkwardness. Like I'll say this is like I was a little more maybe robotic then. I wouldn't really move. I would stay on my square. Gotcha. And you know what I'm saying? But uh, but yeah, one scared to be up there. And so from there, I started going to the mics and going to more mics and started figuring out stuff. Yeah. And then I, I said, this was the real turning point for me is that uh, I remember that I went to Denver and I went to Denver. It was it was 420, 2015. Uh, I went with I went with my cousins and my friends that we all we went out there. We talked about it at Thanksgiving, so it already kind of before I even started comedy, it was on my mind, kind of thing. And so I went out there, went to Denver, and uh, smoked first time smoking legal weed, first time indulging and in, in all those things. And I, and then I went to a Snoop Dogg concert, bro. It's, yeah, I know you fine, bro. I got allergies too, so yeah. Um, <laughs> I went to uh, I went to a Snoop Dogg concert. It was Snoop Dogg, ASAP Rocky, and Two Chainz. It's like Damn. the most hack. That's a yeah, it's like the yeah, it's like the most hack four twenty lineup too. And so <laughs> we was at like, and so we was in Denver, right outside of maybe Lakeside. We were uh, authority or some shit. We yeah. Was, uh, at this, uh, it was at this. It was a four twenty fest. We was there, uh, and then I looked. I, I was looking at the crowd, and I seen Snoop Dogg crowd man, and it was like. If you looked around, it was like black people, white people, Hispanic, uh, yeah. people of Middle Eastern descent. People were uh, people were old, young, female, gay, straight. Yeah. It was every every kind of adult person was there for Snoop. And I, 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 and I was like, I got all giddy because I was high as hell, and I got giddy. I was like, oh, this is what I want my crowd to look like. And so I had a fucking like like light bulb moment, and I, I was like so happy of going out there. And so what happened next is that I went. Uh, is that I went home and then my room, one of my roommates at the time was just like, why you go to Denver? You could have saved that money. I'm like, bro, like, 
I, I can always save some money, but I like I like the bills are paid. I ain't asking y'all niggas for no money. I don't like, I don't even get why you worried about it. You know what I'm saying? And then he was just like, man, what like what do you think you're gonna do? Like what you, what is your plan? What you, what's your your plan in life? I was like, motherfucker, comedy, comedy is what I'm gonna do. And so you when you started, saying? you were like you were in, and you were you, and it sounded like you started like a little bit later in life because you know most comics. I hear about people starting at 18, 19, 21. I'm always like, bro, you haven't done shit yet. You yeah, twenty one years I was, old, like I couldn't even imagine. Like I thought about doing comedy back then, but there was no way. Like I, I couldn't even imagine what 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 would I have talked about. It would have been all just uh, jokes and like uh, you know shit about getting drunk. I got canceled. Yeah, I got canceled. Oh, for real, bro. Canceled time. Yeah, I got canceled. So I was. Yeah. Man, my early, my late, like two, my late, go ahead. Oh no, no. I was. I was just saying. I, yeah, I got canceled. My late teens, early twenties. I was. Yeah, there's no way. I, I was. I was we busy. had Instagram back then, it is, bro. I, I, I've been. I've been on if we had Instagram. Yeah. Back then. Like, <laughs> like just cause, like, I was like, I'll talk about that earlier. It was just like, I, I was like, literally the most popular dude on campus, like for two years, two and a half years, and it's like I went to a, a, a PWI. You know what I'm saying? And so, it's like so all the white. All the white Greeks knew me. All the white Greeks and sororities knew me. I used to get free VIP all the parties. I started out. You said what? PWI? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a public, a public white institute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. HBCUs, but they PWI. PWIs, yeah. So you, so... Oh, yes. When you started comedy, you so you had like a game plan from from beginning, right? You were like, "Look, this is what's gonna happen." I'm you're focused on getting like a a, a career. You were it was never like, I, did, was there ever a time when you were like, you know what, this shit is too hard. I'm about to quit. I can't do it. See, but that's that's the craziest thing, man. It's like it sounds like it was sound. It sounds like lies, but it's like I wouldn't. I wasn't the one bombing like that, you know what I'm saying? So it's like even my first. Not even well, not months, even that. Not even the bombing part. Uh, which, which, yeah, more of like the like navigating the business side or or, or no opportunities. For instance, for instance, I got for instance, uh-huh. you live in Nashville, right? You don't live in L.A. You don't live in New York, and and like when you started, I would imagine like right around then there was a little more opportunity, but but not like there was now. Where you can actually get and make your own opportunities outside of the coast, yeah. you know what I mean. So like, like for me, I have went through that, gone through those times where it's like, shit, like I'm not in LA, and 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 even like, uh, and like I said, like past that, right? Like, you're funny, you're doing well, you're three, four, five yeah. years in, right? But you realize, look, there ain't no TV shows being filmed here. There's no Comedy Central's not coming here. You get what I'm saying? So was there ever any any of that stuff kind of bogging you down on the fact that like? The opportunities weren't coming, even though you're doing well. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it, it, that's I kind of that's what kind of feeds into like kind of all. Like I said, this story is a weird one, but it it, it all kind of yeah. makes makes sense. <laughs> so my so so after I came back, uh, like I, said, I was two months in. He said what he said. He lit the fire under me, pissed me the fuck off. I'm talking about made me. I'm like, all right, motherfucker. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I didn't argue with him then, but I'm like, all right, I'm a show, motherfucker. And so for, first thing for the first two months, I wasn't writing jokes. I would just go and talk about whatever was like new or what happened like that day or that week in my life. I would just go up there and talk yeah. about it. And I'd go up there real if I do crowd work. So when I came back, I just started writing jokes. And I actually started really writing jokes. 
and uh, putting, you know, say I used to write them on my phone back then. I just write them on the phone, write them on the phone, write them on the phone. And so I started going up to the open mic, and then I just start for the next two months. I just start annihilating every fucking mic, like literally uh, annihilating the motherfuckers, doing all kind of crazy shit. Like I used to go, it used to be this one hillbilly like bar we used to go to on Mondays called uh, God fuck me, called Bobby's Idol Hour. It was a bunch of bluegrass songwriters, and mm. and that would be that would be most of it'd be half of the crowd, and the other half would be com- comics. And they used to like rag people, talk shit, talk during the set. And I, the first night I went up, I'm in a, I'm asking them what they want to talk about, and I'm like, whatever they say, I'm making jokes at us. So I like, I just started yeah. getting, I made it, I started engulfing everything around me, and like, and so I went from that, and then uh, I started getting booked. So I was four months in, and uh, I got booked for my first show, which was June 26, 2015, and then from June 26, 2015, into uh, to December 31st, 2015, I did 40 book shows. Nice. And it's like, and that's like in my first, less than my first year in, I already did uh, like 40 shows. And by the time I was a year in, I yeah. probably did 60 shows. And so what happened was that in between that, uh, like I was shooting sketches with one of my friends. Oh. And uh, I would I would shoot sketches with him. And then he was like, man, hey bro, you been killing these sketches. He was like, I actually got an agent like who, you know what I'm saying, looking for talent right now because they're going to start a new TV show. It was like, so definitely hit her up. So she hit me up the next day and me and her start talking. And then like three or four days later, she sent me an audition for, it was a SAG role. It was for CMT. It was for a TV show. And so I, I went in and I went in for the audition and I ended up, I ended up doing real well at the audition. And, and it was like, oh man, we uh we gonna we gonna probably call you back. We really like what you did because I pretty much and like first time I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right, yeah. It was like it was a whole new. But bit. then they, yeah, but then like so the first two times I I, I was doing it like the, this is my first time ever going on audition. So so the first two times we run through the lines and I'm trying to I'm doing it like I want them to do it. Then the third time, like they they just start improv and it was like just improv back to us. And when I start improving back to them. I was just kill. I was kill. I was doing. We just going back and forth, back and forth for like forty five seconds. And yeah. at the end of it, the cast, the cast director threw her hands up and she put her head on the table. She said, "Oh my fucking god, okay, I'm gonna get some work for you." And then so from that, so I got that role. And then I got three other, like three other commercial roles. What was the show? What was back, the show? Back, back, back. It's called CMT's uh, Still the King. It's with like Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, it's with oh nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, like Kevin Farley. So it's yeah, it was a, it was a sad job. Uh, so it was like my, yeah, my first one. So my first acting job, like so, my first audition. I get my first audition, first nice. acting job. I I go there. I got a trailer with my fucking name on it. Uh, I got like all like people bringing me my food, and uh, it was wild. So this is a TV like show said, or a movie? So, it was a TV show. It was. TV uh, show. They got two seasons. Yeah. How many episodes? And so I was just in one episode, one and it was I played a. I played an orderly at an old folks home. You know what I'm saying? It's and uh, an orderly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so, what's yeah, up. That was my, yeah. So yeah, so so less than a month in, I mean, so less than a year in, I yeah. already had TV credits from my acting. And you're in Nashville. Then, yeah. Then I was in Nashville. And you're so, in Nashville, yeah, so, so you're doing. And I can see how that can motivate you too. Yeah, because yeah, you you. Yeah. 
you're doing that. It's all starting to work out. Um, was there ever a time during this point, right? Because you're hitting, you're, I'm sure you imagine you're hitting the mics hard. Uh, you're writing good jokes. You know, I'm sure every like everyone, you have an ups, you having some downs, but everything's the wheels are turning, right? Um, yeah. Did you ever consider moving out to LA? No, like I knew, I knew I want to get, I want to be, I want to kill my territory first and kill uh, everything like around. So yeah. my my first. So after that, after I started getting the getting booked to start figuring it out, that's when I started wanting to travel. I started getting the itch to travel a lot more, and then I started. I came I to the club. Though. Yeah, yeah. I started. I remember. I remember when I saw. I remember when we met up. Uh, some. I think we ran into each other again after one of the shows, and we were gonna go do something. And you were like, "Nah, bro. Like, I'm out here." And then I remember you were like, "Everybody knows me here already." That was the one thing I was really impressed by you because I was like. Cause I was, you know, I, I got to Atlanta. I didn't know a single person. Right. Yeah. And I was meeting people, having fun. It was by the great festival. And by the way, uh, West End comedy festival, if you ever want to try one, do that one. That is a great time. But I remember you were like, man, you were just like, I know everybody. Like you were just, you were like, I'm up for all the time, you know? And that's, yeah. a, um, so we just, that kind of like, uh, that, that, that spark to travel all the time and to just like do it on your own, hit the road, do shit like that. Just like, Boom, was that already in you or was that something that kind of happened through comedy? You see somebody else do it, or you just had that idea? Man, as once again, I'm I'm a person that, that works off of uh, a chip on my shoulder. And I, I remember, like I said, I started doing well uh in the city, and then you start hearing people say, Oh, well, he's good, but but he's fine, like, but he but he dirty or he's mm. funny, but he's but he's funny in Nashville. You locally funny, but if you went here, you went to Atlanta. If you go to DC, you go to Chicago, and so they start naming all these places. So I'm like, all right, check one, check one. Let me, these places I want to go then. And yeah. then so it, it started with Memphis. And I started. I went to Memphis. I, I went. To, so I started going to Memphis. And I started uh, going in from a roast battle. So the first thing I ever did in Memphis was a roast battle, gotcha. and it was called. Uh, it was called You Look Like, and it was uh, at that point when it first started. It was the I did the fifth and the sixth one ever done. So the fifth one, I ended up going down there. Nobody in Memphis really knew me other than just one of the hosts. And I went down there and I killed on that show. Nice. And because I killed, they invited, they invited me to come back for the All Stars. And then after that, then they started offering me doing comedy shows, but they never even seen me do comedy yet because they just seemed to be roast. Gotcha. And I was just like, I was killing on the roast and shit. So well, they was like, all right, well, let's book them, see what we can do on the stage. Gotcha. And then I, I did my first. My first time ever doing 20 minutes open and opening for my big homie uh, Mo Alexander. And so uh so I, I opened up for him. I did my first 20. Like he had like kind of weird crowd that you would love to do. And like and so I killed that one. And then just from that momentum, I just start wanting to go other places. And so what I figured out is that like not to sound like a, a, a but I knew it was like I had relationships with women in different cities. And so uh like because they, like, they kind of like move like, yeah. a player is it <laughs> I, I, I don't say nothing like that, but what I just say is that, uh, like in these different cities, I would be like, I'll pull up and I'll be like, hey, shit, I'm gonna come and see you. I'm gonna come up there and do comedy because you know, every girl at that point, they start sending me posts about, oh, I want to see you do comedy. When every time you come here, guess what? I'm gonna come up. So, so I used to go to places like Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, I just, just, I used to pop up and like, so I, I would have a show on the day, but so I'll pop up to Interesting. Go ahead. Uh, no, so you, yeah, so you just, Cause, okay, so I'm I'm trying to think geographically where Nashville is. You're in Nashville right here, and then you got surrounding uh, 
you got Arkansas. How far away is Georgia or Atlanta? You got everything. Everything. Yeah, you like, I, yeah. I'll I, I give you an idea. So Nashville is in the center of Tennessee. Gotcha. So like pretty right, right, like almost dab it smack dab in the middle. Yeah. So from Nashville, uh, but Tennessee alone touches like seven or eight states. Yeah. So, so in a so pretty much in a five hour radius, you can get to St. Louis, you can get to Indiana, Indianapolis, mm. you can get to Cincinnati, Louisville, Birmingham, Atlanta, uh, Huntsville. Uh, you can get to Memphis. You can get to like uh. Asheville is right at five hours. So how are you kind of how are you booking these? Are you just booking like bar shows, meeting up, meeting people on the internet, or because if you like, for instance, you you you, I remember we kind of briefly talked about it as well. You said that you kind of were like making a presence in 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 Atlanta. You're like, I'm out here. When I'm out here, I hate everything. And so yeah, yeah. so so it's like so. First thing I try to do, I'll try to hear like I'll, I'll try to hear what was the 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 best the best shows in the city and then kind of see like so for Cincinnati it was uh it was a guy named Cam O'Connell and he used to call Cam O'Connor and he yeah. used to come he was travel and he came out to Nashville and he seen me kill the kid. I'm like man I'm trying to get to Cincinnati where he was like well oh yeah I work in uh Go Bananas and I do the Pro Am and it's uh they pro amateur night and so I was like all right well, shit I'm gonna pull up and he's like just let me know and so I ended up getting that show at the Pro-Am, so I knew that was at the club up there. Yeah. And so what I did, I showed up two days earlier, and I went to Mike's for two days before that show. And, and I was hanging out with my homegirl, so I wasn't in no rush to do anything. So. Gotcha. And so I would go, and so I was go, I would go up to the Mike's, and I would meet people at the Mike's, because uh, from doing the little Mike's, you know, everybody who just started now, all the old heads you kind of see engaged yeah. and see me, kind of at the Mike's like for five days. And he said, what you would just drive up there instead of yeah yeah I was going. just drive yeah, no drive yeah nice, nice. yeah yeah I'll just drive up there and just like so I'll, like I said I usually have somewhere to stay when I go to these places and so yeah, makes, yeah. save some money yeah so I, yeah yes yeah. man so I used to go go up there and so by the time they see me doing mics for two days and they see me doing good pretty well at the mics but then when you see me in front of a real crowd. You know, what yeah. I'm saying I'm gonna turn it on and I and I tore that bitch down. You know, so they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then so, and then yeah. so I kept coming back through Cincinnati, like I think maybe like one more time. And then after that, they was like, all right, well, we got these shows for you. They start offering me money, like they start giving me shows they were paying me for. And then kind of with Atlanta, uh, I was passing, like I knew I was gonna be passing through there on a the run. And so I just like went for the big dogs. I went for uh, Joe Pettis. Uh, who was one of the, the producers of uh, Wild yeah, yeah. West End. Yeah, he's one of the, yeah. But back then, this before he was doing West End, he was still. He's a he New was, York guy uh, now. No, no, he's still in, in, in Atlanta. He just traveled a lot. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But Joe Pettis is probably, he's he's got to be in the top five of best independent producers of like, that's that over the last decade. Gotcha. Uh, Easy. Yeah. And so he so he was producing some of the best shows. And so I hit him up and there was a show called Star Bar on Mondays, which was I've heard of Star point, Bar. Yeah. Yeah. Star Bar was Star Bar was the like one of the most important shows in the Southeast in the country at the yeah. like especially back eight, nine about eight, nine years ago. It was just that's it was just magic. And so uh like pre-pandemic and all that shit. So we so I used to go, so I went down there, I hit Rodney up and uh and Rodney 
I would say he was like, well, uh, I, I like your name, so I'm going to book you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, cool. So he's like, because he likes That's comedy, bro. Me. Yeah, it never, it's yeah. A, like that shirt you're wearing. You on the show. Yeah. Wait, all right. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the show that everybody in Atlanta hold near and dear is like at that point because it was like one of the spots that you that's what you paid your dues to get a spot on. And so, and so me being out of town and he booked me, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to show out a little bit. But, uh, but the funny thing he introduced me to one of the most like ways I always used to motivate me. He was like, oh yeah, this next dude, he's from Nashville. And uh, like he's like, I booked out, he's before he burned me, he's like, the next guy I booked him because I liked his name. But he's from Nashville, and Nashville comics up here are, Ugh. and that's how he, that's how he brought me. To stage. That's, how he, <laughs> that's how he brought me to stage, bro. And I've never, I um, I've never been to Nashville. I've done comedy in uh, uh, uh what do you call it, uh, Knoxville, but never Nashville. Okay. I had a good time in Knoxville. Yeah. I did the. Do you remember the Scruffy City Comedy Festival? Yeah, yeah, I remember. That. Chance? Yeah, I did that. I did that one year. I think I did the last year of it. And yeah, yeah. I, uh, but Matt a, Ward. Yeah, Matt yeah, Ward, yeah, yeah. That was the first comedy festival I ever did. It was dope, man. I had a good time, man. Um, but all right, so before we get to the joke, I really wanted to ask you like a, a big uh like when you say like because I know you're we were talking about your hustling and you in there, and and I will say this, man, like you you gotta have that for comedy, especially these days, because there's like 20 times more comics now than there were back when both of us started so at this point like you gotta have that thing but um was there is there a certain point in your career that you would say like like a thing that happened even if it's a conversation but i'm imagining it's probably maybe a show or something you got booked on that really changed the the trajectory that said like oh shit like now i'm in like now now i'm good like i'm like i don't know if you're full are you full-time now do you have do you have a day job yeah Yeah, i'm full-time Full time. No so what the yeah. thing? All right, that's good. I'll ask it this way, so it's not so convoluted. Uh, what was the thing that that what were you, what was the thing that got you to uh that, that made you able? Sorry, to quit your day job. Like, what was the thing that was like? All right, I can quit my day job now. I have. I can sustain myself on comedy, and mentally, you're gonna do it because you know that's a whole different life now, right? Like that's yeah. instability. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where's the health insurance yeah. going? Like, you got to get mentally prepared. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can't sure. have no kids now. Like, you probably shouldn't right now because it's... <laughs> no, no. No. Yeah, so what was... The, was there Was there a thing? Like, was there a thing that, like, changed at all or what? No, it was just kind of all of the events kind of accumulated together. It, uh, yeah. it came to the point where, where I know that I can travel to a, a, a big chunk of major cities yeah, and I can get on pretty much whatever shows kind of I want to get on for the most part, yeah. or I I can finagle my I have the resume and, and, and uh, you know set sort of capability too, and then just working at the club too. So working at the club, you get to open up. Uh, you know, say so I started hosting. Uh, I hosted for two years at the club before at Zanies. Uh, yeah. Okay, he started yeah, hosting uh, at Zanies. How long were you? So you were hosting for two years before you got bumped to feature. Yes. So I started hosting probably in 2000. So I started hosting probably like 2006, end of 2016. So like a year in. So, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I started hosting like a little bit over a year, like a year and a half in. Yeah. And, uh, and I hosted for two and I hosted for pretty much 
two and a half years or two years. Gotcha. Uh, but, but what happened was that, like, these people was bringing their features from these other places, and they bring their features, and their features coming with them. <clears throat> and I, and I, like, not to toot my shit, but I was cooking them. You know what I'm saying? I was <laughs> cooking up. I was cooking a lot of features, bro. And it was like from the host from the whole spot. And it was like I was cooking. And I get the idea. It's like even when I first started working the club, everybody that I, I worked the club with for the first few times, like they always uh gave me another job or gave me another opportunity. So the first first person I ever opened up, or first two people I opened up for was my friend named Azine and uh Spanky Brown. And Spanky okay. Brown, like he an underground legend. You know what I'm saying? So Spanky passed away. So R.P. Spanky. Uh, but Spanky, I opened up for them. And and they, and that's my first time. They didn't, like the club didn't book me the first time I got oh, to gotcha. the club. The comics book. And then, so from there, I ended up doing that. Uh, I ended up doing that show. And then the next month, like, they booked me for a competition. And then I ended up getting second in that competition. I lost to Rocky Dale Davis. Hey, uh, yeah, I know Rocky. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So I lost to Rocky, and I still say that that's that's cap still. I'm a, I throw it on there, but uh, but yeah, yeah so I lost. Rocky's funny. Yeah, yeah, Rocky's funny, but like I said, I still say cap on that. <laughs> he, he, he a competitive guy, like yeah, it's like I told man. I, once you do this shit long long enough, you know it's a matrix, man. Yeah, are y'all are y'all friends? You and Rocky? Because he's from oh, Nashville, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. No, no, no. He's from Alabama, but oh, okay. he, he definitely. He definitely didn't cut his like cut some like I fuck with Rocky. Rocky, my people. Rocky, yeah. Rocky got to you like this. Rocky, people say whatever they want to about Rocky. I've seen Rocky do it in every room. He he can go in the black crowd. He can he can do his mm-hmm. thing. He can, like yeah. Rocky's yeah. he's he's a, he a solid comic and he and he's a, a overly uh, judgmental person on himself. So I, like me and them kind of people get along because I like people that's hard on themselves uh, for the right reasons. Like you know what I'm saying when it's like when you got a role going. So yeah, yeah I like Rocky man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I fuck Rocky because of that. You know what I'm saying? Competitive dude, like kind of sports mentality type of dude. I got the same kind of mentality. But uh, so, uh, but yeah. So. Okay. Oh, well, I was, gonna, I was just going to ask you about your your feature work. So you get bumped to feature. Um, and, and I guess we, should, we probably should have talked about it. Like you, the, you're, you would say your home club is, is uh, Zany's, right? Nashville? Yeah, that's my home club. Yeah. And so they bump you up to feature. You, uh, how long before you play? Go ahead. I, I demand. I demanded feature. Like, demanded feature. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about that. So, you're you're hosting. You want a feature? What'd you do when you said you were when you said when Brad Sativa looked in the mirror and said, "Hey, look, bro, I'm featuring now." What did you do? What was the step you took? It was. Uh, it's for for one thing is that like doing the traveling. Uh, I went to Atlanta, which known as a, a comedy market. I went to Chicago, big comedy market. I, I went yeah. to DC, a big comedy market. But but what happened is that I I recorded my comedy album, so I had a whole my album is fifty three minutes. Why you were like, still so hosting? I, I was still hosting. Yes, we talking uh-huh. about a host that that dropped the album with with fifty two minutes out of a self produced album yeah. at, at a historic and I and I did that in my own like I'm like I, I I booked a historic Nashville venue and I booked it produced it all on my own. You know what I'm saying? And then we then me with the with my team on the production side, we all made that shit happen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and so it's like without the club. So I did I did so much shit without the club. And then I was then I I featured for my first weekend ever uh, at Go Bananas. So back in Cincinnati, that's my first paid feature. 
was outside of Zionist too. So yeah, so I was getting booked out of town to do feature work. And then what happened is that I went to I went to Denver and uh back to Denver. This is my first time going and actually doing comedy. First time I came and I just smoked weed with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my first time coming to do actual comedy in Denver. Yeah. And like I, I, I swooped through, I'm talking about I cleaned that motherfucker up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it went from there is where I was just getting booked from being in the city where I, I met Man, so all they big dogs in the city, I, I was on shows with all their big dogs on there. One week, somehow, it just shit lined up like that. And then it just, and I know I'm like, and they were showing me so much respect. I'm doing 20, 30-minute sets the whole time I'm out in Denver. And so when I came back, I'm like, hey, how the fuck am I not featuring? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm like, I done recorded a whole album. Everywhere I go, people show me love. I'm headlining shows all around the, the country. I know, be it, be it they bar shows, but I'm like, yeah, like, it was like, what's up? And then... Like they just eventually, they just had to like agree that same day. I got them to agree with like, hey, what the fuck going on? Like, look, I'm like, and it's like, but also it's, it wasn't even the point of the time of being a feature. It was like, no, motherfucker, I deserve this hundred dollars every time I show up, kind of shit. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Instead of this fifty, it's like, why does motherfucker making more than me if I'm kicking if I'm kicking this motherfucking ass? You so you're saying, saying? You, like, you, wait, so let me let me just make sure I get it right. So you're are you saying that you didn't think you were ready? Like time wise, no, 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 no. I had the time. No, no I mean, I'm I sorry. Saying, you were in long enough. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Like, I said it wasn't even. It wasn't even that. I didn't want to necessarily feature just because I'm doing ten more minutes. Gotcha, gotcha. Like that time, I wanted like it was the money. It was like gotcha. Oh, I'm, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I'm yeah, fucking, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like I'm kicking this person ass with my ten minutes. I'm kicking this person doing 20 minutes ass. Gotcha. Like, like more time than not. And, and so I'm like, but I want that. And but he getting paid at the end of the day. They're yeah. making double what I'm making at the weekend. So I'm like, fuck, why is they making more than me? Fuck that. I need to be up. I need to be featuring. And so, then shit. Did you from that, they had to get did you have to be clean when you were hosting at uh Zany's? Uh depends on who the comic was, whatever the comic asked for, whatever. Okay. We, so was it a club did. thing? But, it's just yeah, a, based on it's all right. Well, in Dallas, like they, they like they kind of make us like uh, most of the clubs here. Like you got to be clean if you're hosting. You got to be clean if you're hosting. Yeah. And that goes for jokes and and words. You know what I'm saying? No cuss words. Yeah. Clean. You know. Um. But anyway, I just thought I would, thought I would ask. But uh. Yeah. So. And, Sinus is more of a. Sinus is a peers club. Uh. So it's like, it's like whatever. Like the, the, the headliners say, that's what goes, and they don't. They try not to uh, like to intrude on that. Gotcha. And uh, and so and and so so that so that they let it kind of work out like that. But I, even then, that's my first time I ever got booked for a theater though. Um, it was my homeboy. Uh, his name is uh, Funny Man, like short for Jermaine. And uh, so he had a f- huge football presence and. Uh, where, where, like where he would talk about like Alabama football, and so he ended up doing this show, and like at Zany's, I was I was like one of the one of the they had a host and I had like a few features that, that come yeah. up, and then I was like, so I was the one that was actually hosting that show. Yeah, and so I went up there for hosting. They like T, like like more than TV clean, do do squeaky clean, and then. <laughs> And so it was sold out though. Yeah, he sold out two shows, a five o'clock and a seven o'clock on a Sunday. Oh shit. Uh, so it's packed to the brills in there. 
And so I'm like, I'm nervous. I ain't gonna lie. Cause I'm like, oh shit, I gotta do fucking clean comedy. Man, this shit gonna suck, blah, blah, blah. And then the owner of the club there, and I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna suck. So I, I went up there though, and I fucking, I fucking had a great set. I murdered up top doing squeaky clean. And then he booked me from that show. He was like, oh, well, hey, I got a theater show coming up in like three months. You wanna do this show? Fuck yeah, I wanna do it. So he booked me in another comic. And we did uh, from that show, and we had, like so my first time doing the theater, like I said, it wasn't based off the club. And that's a really good, so that's a good skill, man. Like I think, I think like even if you looked over it, that's a that's a that's a telling skill right there. Like if you you can take your bits and say, look, I'm gonna change these up, I'm gonna switch these up. Like don't don't discount that. Like a lot of people can't do that shit. A lot of people can't clean up a joke. Yeah. A lot of people can't dirty up a joke and and still make it work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if it works, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So if you can do that, I mean, I, I think that's a I think that's a sign that says, all right, this dude's a professional. This dude can get it done. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah for sure. So, uh, and we're kind of running out of time, man. And and thanks for doing this for so long. We've been on here like an hour. Uh, <laughs> I was going to talk to you about your don't tell. Um, not only not only just like the fact that like uh, it was it was one of the and I'm just saying this, one of the best don't tells I ever seen. From beginning to end, bam, bam, all bangers, all bangers. Um, you, you uh, and I notice a lot of your jokes are personal without being like like too, you know what I mean? Like without being too personal, yeah. They're kind of, they kind of float into the middle. It's like I watched it. I don't know if that's if that's the set you do all the time, but watching that, I'm like, oh shit! Like I know who you are immediately within the first minute. I was like, I know who this comic is. I know exactly who this dude is. This is a southern dude <laughs> who yeah. smokes a lot of weed. That's what I can yeah. tell immediately. Um, and don't so so uh don't tell and don't tell is a huge platform. They're doing really well for comics. They're making what they do for comedy is I think unmatched at this point. Um mm -hmm. how did how did that uh because because I, I most of the people I know have done most of my friends have done don't tells, pretty much all of them are in LA. Uh, yeah. so how did you, how were you able to get with the don't tell out in Nashville? I, I just was wondering how you, how that, how that all came together. If you don't mind talking. About yeah. It. Yeah. So this is, uh, so I, so out of don't tell producers, um, I'm, I think I was maybe the 20th, like 21st or uh, uh, 22nd producer ever in don't tell. Oh, and, you from uh, the don't tell in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, but, okay. uh, but but this is how it happened though. It's not it wasn't because of me producing them. Yeah. It, it was because of it is because of uh I, I saw I was producing them and like and uh and so the whole thing with me is that I was like, oh I traveling around. So I happened to be in Chicago one day and I was doing comedians you should know. Uh so th that show there. And so yeah. I was doing doing the comedian, yeah. So and uh, Kyle, who runs Don't Tell, happened to be in Chicago. Nice. And he was like, hey, Brad, he's like, Brad, I see you in, in Chicago today. He's like, I'm a, I want to come and see you. Where you performing at? I'm like, I'm doing comedians you should know. And so he came into the show and seen me at comedians you should know. So I mean, he see me in Chicago. It's not my market. Yeah. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? So he, he knows nobody has no incentive there for me, you know what I'm saying, other than me just like being a comic. So I go up there and I fucking demolish in there. I like I fucking kill this room, <laughs> and then so and so from there it's like I, like a few months later, I ended up doing uh I ended up doing uh 
the Minneapolis 10,000 Labs Festival. And then, this so, uh, so not this, I did it twice. I did it in 2019 and I did it in uh, did so, I, so, I'm doing it this year. I'm doing it next week. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's fire. Sorry. Oh, it's fire. <laughs> it probably, I wanted to, I wanted to come back and do it again, but I'm actually, uh, I'm headlining that club in December. Oh, nice. Uh, so, yeah, so that's why it's like, like, it's such a fun hang. They pay yeah. for everything pretty much. So it's like, <laughs> Sounds like yeah. it's gonna be awesome, and I got a couple yeah, of to be there, so it's gonna be pretty dope, man. I'm, I'm really excited about. it. I'm kind of nervous. When when I get excited about shit, I get nervous about shit. So I'm like, too. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't mean to cut y'all. I didn't mean to cut. So you no, did. No, no. Doesn't laugh. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. It's also 2001, the best booked uh, festivals in the country. Like it's like it's very diverse, but it's like people are actually funny. People ain't just like, oh, you're black, so we need more black people. So that's why we got you. <laughs> or oh. Oh, we need more Asians, so yeah, like we don't pick Asian, Asian lesbians. It's like, like you know, so whatever. Like, you yeah. know how it gets, though. But, yeah. Yeah. but it's like they actually everybody they booked that was a people of of, of different backgrounds uh, that was in different races or different orientations. They were actually funny people that were very talented. So it'd be some very funny gay comics or some very funny black comics or Indian comics or whatever. It not just like filling up a quota. It was actually like you can tell that they really took time and, and booked to like booked to, like the cream of the crop kind of thing. Yeah. And so uh but yeah so I ended up uh so I ended up going out to ten thousand labs and then he caught my show out there. I just demolished out there, you know what huh. I'm saying? And then and then so he seen me like three times go up in different cities and then and so we were just talking about it. He was like well like you want would you want to come out there like I was like shit I ain't gonna lie like I've been looking at him. I was like I've been I've been wanting <laughs> one in he was like, yeah, come on. I like, guess come on. He got some dates. Da da da. And like he just threw me some dates. And then I yeah, so then I went out there and recorded. And then so I tell people on my show, I, I was the ringer. Everybody else had, you know what I'm saying, they had more credits, they had more followers than me, they had more yeah. everything. The LA, it was heavily New York, LA based comics, but that like it don't matter because that's kind of my attitude. It's like, I don't care where the fuck they're coming from. They could be from Timbuktu, you know what I'm saying? All I care. But it's like you put me in a room and you give us 15, 20 minutes, it ain't gonna be a lot of comics that's gonna be like fully separated from me. Where you're gonna be like, oh, that person, I can tell that was the amateur. I could tell that was the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was like, so you could, so I just went out with that attitude. Uh, and yeah, it's that's why I was able just to finesse, man. I've just been traveling around and gaining respect from, from a lot of comics that are like super highly respected or, or traveling, uh, touring comics. So if you, uh, if you had to give any advice to any comics starting out, anybody who's just uh, just starting out, or anybody who's wants to get into, I don't know, wants to get into writing songs, whatever the case may be, what advice would you give them if they were like, look, I want to be at Brad's level. I want to get five sentences. Man. <laughs> I, I would just tell people, man, that you just got to identify what you really want to do. And, yeah. and if you whatever comic that is, if you want to be uh, observational, if you want to be uh, topical or whatever you want to do, figure it out and start really building a foundation around that. Yeah. Like when I when I when I pick my name, Brad Sativa, I got people who knew what it was, talk shit about it, push back at it, and then then I, I drop merch that next that next year. <laughs> then then after I start as I start dropping merch. 
and start selling the shit out of merch and start pushing that around the country and start making some of the best merch in the, in the country, people start shutting the fuck up. And I, like, I, like I said, I, I went from the doubt. And so I was like, don't let people <laughs> tell you what you can do. Do if you feel like if you really feel it and truly feel like you doing what you're supposed to do, put your energy and promote yourself. Yeah. Uh, I always tell her, like, kind of talking about earlier about using skills that you learn from these other people. Like, I used to use that that te- the sales technique, and I also use the other technique. Like, I know that I, I work sales jobs, and they show you uh, quarterly or whatever, or monthly, what your what your quote is and what that means in dollars. And once you've seen that you make so much money for a, co- a company selling their products, it's like you got to make yourself that product. And if you yeah. if you work yeah. hard, so if you're working harder for any whatever company that you're working for now that has nothing to do with helping people. So if you're a doctor or uh, some, I understand if comedy ain't your number one thing. Yeah, but if you're doing some bullshit customer service job or some job serving tables. And if you working to put more effort into that bullshit ass job that you put into your comedy career, you gon' you gonna take a longer road. And it's like I never I used the going in 60 seconds thing. It's like ever since I started comedy, I wouldn't it's not a job that I wouldn't walk in and walk out of in 60 seconds. I'll quit every one of them motherfuckers. I don't care. For real. Yeah. That's that's my that's my attitude towards all this shit. I'm not like, yeah, be willing. Once you find out, don't don't let no fucking rinky dink ass job take no dumb. Oh man, look, I'm the same way, but like not as with not as with much stern attitude as brass and teeth. But uh <laughs> I'm just saying though, I'm coy, I'm a little coy, like like look, I'm gonna sit around here and be lazy as shit and do the bare minimum until they say something. But don't say it side if you say it sideways, I'm done. All right, we done, you yeah. know what I mean? And they're like, Well, well, I was just saying don't say bye. Like <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's, I don't think I'm saying though. It's different levels. Like I said, different levels to the job. If you got a, a wife and kids, and yeah. shit, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you that. Like the dude to walk out and say fuck everybody. Yeah. But if you somebody, <laughs> but if you ain't got no wife, if you ain't got no wife and kids. If you ain't got a, a shit ton of responsibility, I always say this: It's some comics. Like I don't know if you like some comics you'll book, and they'll show up at the mics every time, brand new outfit. Brand new shoes, like two, three hundred dollar pairs of shoes. Yeah, like looking good. They, they clean as a whistle. Then at the end of that, you can be like, "Hey, hey, you had a good set, bro. Uh, hey, can I get, send me a headshot? Send me your bio." Oh man, I ain't got no headshot. They're like, "How the fuck you ain't invested back in yourself? You got a thousand dollar fucking outfit on. You tell me you can't pay <laughs> seventy five dollars to get some motherfucker shoot you some headshots." You got a fucking iPhone. You tell me you got a brand new iPhone. You can't find a white fucking wall or a brick wall in the sunlight. And you can't find one saying. one hipster dude in town yeah, and picture, but you got exactly. some brand new Gordon's on, bro. Yeah, I don't. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but I mean, the flyers and shit. Flyers look like somebody, somebody grandma made it, and nobody picture right. They got you like, bro. You can't exactly. can't get Canva Pro. It's twelve dollars. Exactly. It's t- exactly. Exactly, man. And, and and that's my whole thing. I try to tell people, it's like, it ain't even about the money sometimes. It's just about the effort and just like for paying the, like I said, that little bit amount of, of just getting somebody that you can make your shit look good. Yeah. Making the whole product look good from, from the get-go. And that's why and that's why I, like, why I try to pride myself of having that standard of having something that look a certain way. And that's why we do the branding. We do the branding with this. We do the, got the, the gummy bears. We got the other bears. We got all that shit. Is because 
I wanted something to support the brand and not just being one thing. So yeah, it's like if, if people don't invest in themselves, and but you got like I said, but you got all the new shit on you smoking, you got an ounce of the ounce of, 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 of some of the best za and best best cookies and all that shit, but you don't you ain't willing to spend. Fifty seventy five dollars on you on, on your damn headshots, so you ain't willing to spend that fifty dollars on your flyers. It's like I'm gonna tell you, get fucked somewhere. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> not even in a bad way, but just like, hey, before, like, don't don't get mad at me if I don't fuck with you when I ask. This is my standard. Yeah, like, that's what I try to do. I try to make that my standard of people to approach me. If you don't have a video, if you don't have headshots, you ain't ready. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's like, like, the, like I told you that one dude, one dude hit me up that he generally had a kid on the way. So it wasn't about the money with him, but I'm like, Hey, look, I seen that you, that you fucking texted me from my iPhone. It's blue coming back. So I got iPhone too, motherfucker. Guess what? Find you a, a goddamn blank wall, put a decent shirt on and yeah. take a damn headshot. And he took a headshot. It looked good. And that's yeah. what I'm telling you. Every, everything's not based off of money. Some things are based off what you're thinking about or how you really want to use ingenuity on some shit. Right. And yeah. so, like, make anything. So, you don't even need a lot of money for most of the stuff we need for okay. entertainment. Okay. People making, people are making, I heard making full features on iPhone. Yeah. It's, it's not the 90s no, anymore. You know what I mean? You, you don't have yeah, to go sure. to Best Buy and get a $2,000 camera, bro. Like, you could just yeah. you can use your phone. Get, yeah. You could use your phone easily. Get you some decent little lighting. Yeah, light on Amazon. It's like, yeah, and so that and that's why I say, man, it's like that's the shit I count with when I tell people if they really want it, let me see you coming in, want to invest in yourself. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you ever want to come to Dallas? Hit me up, man. Hit me up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, have you ever have you ever done comedy here? I know you I know you've hit Austin before, but never Dallas. No, nah, I'm not hit Dallas yet. I do. I want to hit Dallas. I want to hit Houston. I want to hit San Antonio. I want to do the whole little Dallas run. You know was that time you were in Austin? Uh, 2018, 19. It was for the Damn, that's a long time ago. Yeah, man. It's a lot of places through my trajectory, all but it's Austin is popping but, right now. I can't believe you haven't been down there. Uh yeah. Brad, man, it's been good talking to you, dude. We we kind of went over time a little bit. That's that's when you know it's good. Uh and uh we'll we'll I'll check in with you sometime, man. Uh when you got anything you want to plug before we Get up off here. Well, you got anything coming out? Man, shit. And then I would just say just man, tap into the like tap into the Instagram. Uh Brad Sativa, all one word. Uh check me out on, on YouTube, Brad Sativa. Or my like I said, my don't tell is released on there. Just yeah, just do a Google search and click on what you like. Pick it's like a buffet. Yeah. Pick what you like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you uh you on the road right now? You going you, you got anything coming up outside of uh Nashville? Uh, this weekend I'll be here. Next weekend, uh, one of the days I go to, uh, sorry, one of the days at least I go to Atlanta, and then uh, and then I then I go to Florida the weekend after next. I'll go to uh, some place on the way to Panama City. Then I go to Panama City, and okay. then I'll be in Chicago. I'll be in Chicago October seventeenth through the twenty first. Uh, I'm featuring for Michael Rappaport down there. At oh, the nice. Winery. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so and, and some shows at the Land Factory that week too. So nice, man. Yeah, yeah. popping around for the next like few weeks. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, well, Brad's been good talking to you, and like, uh, yeah, like Brad said, go follow Brad at uh, his Instagram, Brad Sativa. Also, watches don't tell. If you have not watches don't tell, watches don't tell.
Um, all right. You don't gotta hang. All right, man.